This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. My balls is totally moving, new and improving. Knocked out, we get back up. I've got the heart and desire. My balls are on fire, ready to take us to the top. Welcome to the show. Did you know that your mom is on? Anthony Jesselnick is here, and I, I didn't, I don't, I, I know you a little bit. I seen you, and and then doing that, and I forgot, I, I black out that you're there, and then when I finished singing, I looked over and I was like, yeah, wow, you, yep, I did that right in front of your head. That was a, that's my job. Some people like it, some people wish I would shut up. But I had a flashback to like my. Oh, pull that microphone. Oh. I had, a, <laughs> I had a, I had a flashback to being at my friends' places when they would be rehearsing their bands in high school. That's how I, that's how I felt. Just like okay. were you ever in a band? I was in their band, my friend's band, for like a day, and they refused to change the name of the band, so I quit. What was the name of the band? Pun. Yeah, good and pun, I wanted good to call, call it, I wanted to call it Lavazzoli's mother because I always made fun of my friend Mike Lavazzoli's mom. Oh yeah, and so yeah. I wanted to call it Lavazzoli's mother, and they yeah. wouldn't, so yeah. I quit. Yeah, they blew it. Was yeah. Lavazzoli in the band? No. What a bunch of dicks. Yeah, I thought it'd be really funny. I didn't really yeah. want to be in the band. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What were you gonna play? I was gonna sing. That's uh, all. I can't play in any instrument, uh, and I'm not a good singer. I was either, gonna but... say, can you sing? No. Have you ever done like singing on TV and stuff? You ever been forced into that? I've I've uh, I've sang on my own podcast as like a joke, right? Karaoke so, or something, like an improvised. Oh, you song. just riffing song. Yeah. Right. Are you a really bad singer? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like those guys. Yeah. yeah. But you commit. Yeah. There's no pressure. Yeah, because that's to me. If you commit and you're really bad, you're the best singer of the day. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. It's just when you get shy of how bad you sound and you start to pull back, you had it. You were right there. Just let it go. You know? Yeah. I'm not looking for the key. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just let it just go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's always best. Like, Rosie O'Donnell, when she sang the 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 anthem at the, the baseball game. You mean Roseanne? Sorry. What did I say? You said oh, Rose, yeah. Rosie O'Donnell. And I was right there with you. Yeah. Right, yeah, that was Roseanne Barr. Yeah. You guys were at the game? No. Oh, okay. I was, I was like, in Australia yeah. when she did that, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. I always found it so odd, the strangest thing about that. Do you remember at the end of it, she grabbed her crotch and spat? Yeah. But she didn't actually grab her crotch. She grabbed the inside of her thigh. Maybe. And I wondered why of all the punches to pull, that was the one that she chose. Maybe it was numb and she missed. <laughs> Maybe it hurts if you grab that. I don't know. Maybe she maybe she has a vagina on the side of oh, her maybe. leg. One time I licked a lady at a swinger party and she was like, could you lick it to the side? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then she was like, no, more to the side. I'm super sensitive. Like I'm hypersensitive. And I was like, you want me to lick? Like, I don't even know what it is at this part. It's like what way off the labia. Like we're, we're in the, we're in the, the, where your legs, I feel like I'm licking your leg. Yeah. She was into that. We, but I don't know, maybe her clitoris was inside and like off to the right or something. I don't know. I mean, we've all been there. Right. Yeah. Thank you for understanding yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, comedy wise, have you always had the, your style was that at the start of your career or did you uh were you shitty and then you got and then you figured out something that you do now where 
you know, you're always, you can, you've got a thing that nobody else has. I think it's genius. I've oh, heard one you. person talk smack on it, but I believe that Lewis is kind of mentally challenged. And I think he says things to get a rise out of people. Like, I don't think he actually thinks you're bad. I think he just says that. Like, sure. like he says things about other people that I see him hanging out with. And I'm like, you don't hate that guy. You butt buddies with him. So yeah. I don't believe anything that he says. But if, did you always have that when you started? Or was no. it... No, I had to find it. I was I was really bad when I first like everyone is bad when yeah. you start. You know, and I just uh, I think my first ever time on stage, I took a class where you a comedy do, class mm -hmm. before you did any stand up. You went yes. on a, cl a class, okay? Because yeah. like I didn't a, know how to go to an open mic and just go on stage. I was like, this is I'd have a panic attack, and I did have a panic attack like my third time on stage. But one of my first times, I was like, let's try things, and I did an impression of my dad getting stung by wasps when I was a kid. Yeah. And I just jumped around slapping myself and swearing. And then I stopped and it felt like 10 minutes of silence. Like, and I was just, this is awful. I'm never doing physical comedy again. Yeah. Then I had a couple stories from my life I told for like six months. And I hated telling them. It was, I was bored. And then I was like, you know what? The funniest thing to me is like Jack Handy deep thoughts. Let's see if I can do those. Did that for six months. What and you, then sorry, what did you one. say again? What? Have you ever heard of deep, deep Thoughts by Jack Handy? Uh -uh. Have you ever heard of that? They were like these interstitial things that used to be on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. And it sounded like this oh. homespun wisdom, but it was always like dark or twisted. It wasn't. Or... It was never dark. It was always just kind of twisted and yeah, weird. And right. I was like, these are my favorite things. Let's see if I can do that kind of one-linery type things. And then one day I told a mean one. And the audience reaction was so different that I was like, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. And I've always had a dark sense of humor. So it's like, oh, this is natural. Yeah. I just had to find a way to be natural on stage. How many years before that day? I was about a year. Okay. It was about one year. So then you start writing. And obviously from practice, you just start getting better at setting yes. up. Repetition and then like accomplishments would give me confidence. Okay. Going on stage, being like, you saw this guy on Kimmel was like huge for me. And the audience kind of figured it out. And then when I did the roast... People were coming to see me who knew what they were getting. Yeah. For, for years, it was like they were surprised. Oh, and they were right, like, Wait, yeah. Like they'd either you, love it or hate it. Yeah. Right. Like I came to see somebody else and you're on the lineup and then you do those and mm -hmm. I don't know your. Yeah. Especially these days. Cause you, do you find you trigger people a lot? Or Not people anymore. Because they know what they. They're all coming to see you. They're aware of it yeah. now. now but there I, was a time. I say I'm like a horror film. And if you go expecting like a romantic <laughs> comedy and I walk out, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> But now they all know, like, this is a horror movie. I'm, yeah. I'm expecting it. Are you still able, even with people who are there for the joke, to find a place that they're still uncomfortable or perhaps even offended by? Can you offend your own audience at this point? I can't offend them, but I can still build the tension you yeah. know, and try to surprise them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he does. It's got to be hard. I feel like it's harder because it's like some of them are so brilliant that I'm like, okay, you got to run out. Like you gotta be, you gotta be done. It's getting harder. I mean, this is my fifth it, hour I'm doing right now on tour, and it's just like it's got. I've I've just talked about things like it, my last special. I had like a 15 minute story about abortion. I'm like, abortion's off the table for me. I can't. It's like Chappelle hitting trans every time he goes on stage. Yeah. It's like, no, I can't. I've got to. I got to change it up. Yeah. So I'm running out. So it is getting harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But do you think it's the same as like you know how like uh, bands make like a hit album and then they get popular and then the second one you know it, it's harder for them to make one of that caliber like it's pretty rare for a band to be like here's our next album and you're like whoa and then another one you're like wow that's even better than the last one that's you know there's only like a handful of yeah. bands that do that usually you get like a song if you're lucky these days well even if it's great to the album they still want they want a version of the last album you yeah. know, they want to hear Welcome to the Jungle every song. They don't want to hear the ballad, you know? So it's like, you've got to change it up, but also keep the audience engaged. Would you be, like, in in the future, would you contemplate having a different angle entirely to reinvent yourself? Or I've tried, like, I'm going to tell stories. And I have a couple stories in my act, but they're kind of based around jokes. So it's like a string of jokes. And I've told personal stories, and I hate it. I hate it so much. Then I'm like, oh, this will be easier. It's a 15 minute story. Yeah, that's you know 100 jokes for me. So it, it seems easier. And then I tell it a second time, and I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I like. What do you not like about it? I I just get bored. I get bored of the same. Telling a joke, it's like I watch the tension. It's like I'm springing a trap on the audience every 45 seconds. Yeah. But a story, I'm just like, I'm bored. I'm bored telling it. And people are like, oh, I loved when you told that story. I'm like, I don't, I don't love it. 
So I don't want to do this if I have to do that. I'll tell the story here, but I'm not going to do it on stage every night. Yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would like to do more of what you do, but I just don't think I have the mental capacity to, I'm not equipped for that. I'm just like a big dumb animal that figured out how to tell a story in a way that, you know, makes you giggle. And I'm, I'm going to try and advance that. And when you tell stories, do you like, are you adding jokes to them all the time when you tell them or do you just- I am now. I'm still kind of new. Like it's yeah. been like four years now. I think I just realized yesterday, which is funny. Yeah. But I think the more I got comfortable with those stories and seeing other people and knowing how to tag and like, oh, wait, you can do that and you can do it. I think the more I go, the more my brain starts to realize that the potential and all the different directions I can go with my stories. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes easier to make them funnier and add stuff or, or, or if I add something that I'm like, you know what, that's way better than where it was going. So I'll lose that. So I just feel like I'm still, I just need to more see time. I just need to keep going up and up and it'll, and it'll tighten up. But so lately, I don't want to jinx it, but lately I've been going up and like, I'm not going to do anything that I have planned for 10 minutes. And I've been doing really well with that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, far out, man. And then I do my stories with the, and, and I haven't, uh, it's been a while since I was like, yeah, you know, you got a long way to go. You suck. I've been getting fluffed lately. Like I keep, I'll walk out of there and go, man, I'm pretty much good to go now. Like, yeah. Right. Like where's my, and I'm like, can't, I know my brain. I'm like, shut up, dude. Like you just be lucky to be here and come back tomorrow and see if you can't tighten it up a little bit more. But I feel, I feel good about it. What's the longest set you've done? I've done, I headlined a couple of times. Yeah. So I've done an, an hour. That's when it really comes, when you're doing an hour consistently, like you just, the time shrinks the, and you, 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 you find more there. Yeah. Yeah. And the being in a hurry, you know, like if I got a 10 minute spot, I might, like, which bit who's here. Uh, and, and, and if I get into something, like if I see somebody that triggers something and then I'm on a roll, I got, I'm like, well, fuck, I'm going to tell a story. I have, I have a joke that goes for mm-hmm. 12 minutes and I'm, I've just done seven minutes with that lady and now I got a bum rush or you know what? Screw the story. I'm just going in on the lady for the next seven minutes. Like yeah, those ones make it a, not as relaxing. Mm-hmm. Like when you just know you can go, anything can go. Like somebody says something and something you can, you can be like, I don't even care about what I was going to do. Let me just do that and I'll get back to it. Like yeah. that makes it way easier. But material wise, like I've got, a good 20 minutes that I can make pretty much everybody laugh. But when you put the other 30 on there, it's that I don't have, I have a really strong 20 and a pretty good other 20. It's when, not as good as the first 20. But when it's your audience and people who already know you are coming, they just want to that see makes it you. harder for me. Really? Because I my fans know me and I do a lot of stuff about being uh, pansexual. And because of the way I look, when I come out and you don't know me, you don't, you're like, this dude's not telling the truth. Like, yeah. this is just part of his stories. He says that he likes to suck dicks, but it's he's never sucked a dick. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I have. I like it. And people are like, I still don't believe you, but if you're a listener of this show, you're like him and he talks about it all the time. Yeah. It's not, or if I say like, I, I had a, I wanted to learn how to butt fuck somebody. So I asked my wife, if you don't know me, that's hilarious. Uh-huh. If you've listened to the show, you're like, yeah, we know, we yeah. know she taught you how to do it. Yeah. But, but so I kind of like the, the not, the people that I can tell are like, is he, it's not, it's, yeah. it's more fun. I do miss when I was a surprise. My right? first like five or six years. I can like, imagine. What the fuck is yes. going on? Like, are just, you joking? Yes. Like they just had no idea. Now that, that was really fun. Even I, though I wasn't getting laughs. They were so freaked out. <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoyed that time. That is even better. Like, yeah. I feel like the people that do know your show, cause I, I've, there's, there's some jokes you do where you, you go a little further. Mm-hmm. And I like the crowd will look at each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's like, whoa, whoa, hey, did you, are we, are we allowed to just keep laughing at this guy? Because that one was, those are the, because as you said, they are well aware of you. They bought your tickets to see you, uh-huh. but you still get them. Yeah. Like, you, I mean, it works. I haven't seen every one of your shows, but I I feel like uh, every time I go, there's at least two or three where I can tell everyone's like, "Is are we? Yeah, okay, yeah, it's cool, it's cool. We'll laugh at him, but holy shit, dude, you're you're on the edge. I love that shit. I think it's the greatest stuff ever. That's the stuff that 
uh, is the is, was the most deterring for me. Like when I first started and I saw you, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. You got to be fuck. You got to be so into it. Yeah. You got so many little intricate little things and they're all like, they got to be told a certain way and you never crack. Yeah. And, the, and it's always surprising. And you'd think you'd be, you know, I could say so many things that sound dark and then I'd tap out, but it just keeps going and 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 i love when you say something and i go oh here we go i know what's gonna happen here and it doesn't yeah. it's even worse it's more yeah. offensive yeah I, I pride myself on not laughing during my own jokes uh and <laughs> i've got two in my new act that i can't i laugh every time like because i've got it's like a longer setup and i'm just trying if i smile it ruins it so i'm doing my best not to smile but i know what's coming and at the end i'll just like i break and it drives me fucking nuts and the audience loves it They'll be like, that was our favorite part and i'm like i hate it i hate it that i laugh what yeah because you're just trying to stay i get it though because it's so f funny and you're also laughing and at the same time as you're, you're laughing you're like am is there something wrong with me yeah. for laughing at that story you just mm -hmm. said it's it's fun yeah like, we're not bad Cold turkey might be great on sandwiches but there's a better way to break your bad habits we're talking about our sponsor fume they look at the problem in a different way. <laughs> not everything is a bad not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of drastic uncomfortable change, why not remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, all natural delicious flavors do you get it instead of bad fume is good your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting giving your fingers a lot to do which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit it was more flavorful flavorful than i thought michael and i'll it, say and it felt very fresh it's fun to play with and i feel cool using it stopping is something we all put off because it's hard but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers. That's a lot of people. And has thousands of success stories. There's That's no reason. That can't be you, homie. Be Join successful. Fume. Join in us. Accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits and pick up the journey pack today. Uh, head to tryfume.com and use the code Jason to save 10% off when you get your journey pack today. That's tryfume, F-U-M, Dot com and use the code Jason, that's my name, and save an additional 10% off your order today. In my imagination, it seems to me that there's like comedians for the most part outside of maybe like blue collar comedy people were like uh, always sort of towed like the libtard line. And it feels like somewhere in the everybody shutting down for the pandemic, a lot of people came out and with new jokes where they're like, we're poking bears of like, you know, woke sensibilities or what have you. It, it it seems like there's like this right word drift, not among all comedians. There's a lot more comedians who are like traipsing into vaguely Trumpy lines. Like, do you feel like the field of people who are poking bears has gotten more crowded? Does it make your job easier, harder? Does it affect the way that you decide what you want to talk about and how you want to talk about? I think those people have just gotten more attention lately. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's, I don't think there's more of them in any way. Uh, but, uh, and I, I think there's just, a, you know, you look on the mass media or like popular media is just pushing that liberal agenda so much. And I couldn't not be more liberal, but you, by my act, you would not know it. Right. Uh, but uh, you wouldn't know it if you're a dumbass. Yeah. I could yeah. tell. Because yeah. you do, you got trans jokes, and and I'll be honest, sometimes some people's trans jokes trigger me a little bit. Not enough to like say anything, but mm -hmm. I go, "You're an asshole," you yeah. know. Like, but yeah. your ones, like, I I know where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm like, there's no uh, hostility here. He's, I mean, the begging. art is getting away with it. Yeah, and a lot of these guys, the, the kind of the, the pro Trump people, for lack of a better term, sure. uh, they're they're not trying to get away with it. Like the, they, you want to hear the naughty words. You want to hear like the wrong take, and that's the whole act. Yeah. And so my job is to get away with it. Like I'll introduce it. You think I'm going that way, yeah. and then I've got to undercut it. Yeah, but yeah it's com amazing. Comedy's in a weird place right now. Okay, just, uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm? I'm so interested. 
it's just I just think with with the uh, you know the second comedy boom kind of ended with the pandemic. Okay. You know, the Netflix thing is kind of going away a little bit. And these these people have gotten their voices onto podcasts. And you have to constantly get the attention and stay in persona. And it's easier to be that character. I don't know if they even necessarily believe it, but they get more attention by saying the bad word. Mm-hmm. You know? And there are there's certainly people on the left who do the exact same thing. Oh, hell yeah. Who their audience has to believe them. And it's like, applaud for me saying I'm not racist kind right. of thing. Which yeah, is like, yeah. Well, that's not entertaining. That's not funny. There's no art to that. You're just kind of saying it to your audience yeah and it's 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 strange but there is a there's a platform for it now yeah i mean it's like political comedy like at this point being political is because people will come at me for talking about politics and i'm just saying that i think trans people deserve equal rights i don't know about i don't have a uh, any opinion like politically i think you're all snakes and full of shit i think we can all we can all agree on that mm-hmm. i just thought that gay people deserved equal rights and somehow I, i'm your political views fucking piss me off and i'm like i don't I, why is that everybody on the planet should get the same deal i don't know yeah. why i'm not trying to be a political person but just somehow they tied that into it. now you're now you're making a political statement by saying trans people should get health care i don't you know i mean in a world where like a political statement is drinking a bud light or shooting yeah. with a gun like they, people are just fucking nuts that everything's become political because that's a way they can frame it yeah you know, the, so- the audience can understand it through a political lens and not just you know that's why i try to kind of toe the line that i i try to th- make my act nihilistic that there's really no i don't, I don't care know about that politics uh you don't care about anything yeah you know yeah okay you're doing well with that yeah thank you he is right thank you yeah well uh, your podcast what's it called the jesselnick and rosenthal vanity project jrvp how big how big did your did the number because you went uh viral because of that roller coaster statement was oh that, yeah was yeah. that was that like a big move did um, that move the needle or did you lose sponsors or well we didn't lose anybody for sure okay. i don't know how much it helped us we had just gone to video when that clip kind of landed and i had just hired a social media team to put it out put around the out. same time yeah it was like a few, like a month or two after and it it went viral i think because i'm laughing because he introduces the story of this woman getting hit by a roller coaster after she recovered from a car accident like her first time walking was walking under roller coaster tracks and that made me laugh so hard that that's what that became the viral clip, and I didn't even tell them like, "Hey, this is the clip." They just ended up using that, and people just people loved it. I don't know why clips go viral. Wait, but y- the, your did. team didn't even use that as the clip. No, they did it, but I wasn't like, okay. "Hey, use this." They okay. were just like, they just put it together. And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." But you received a lot of anger because of that. Not really. I mean, there was one. There, a, a few people were upset, but it's always people who don't know me. You okay. know, it's just like they're they're watching an Australian journalist. Talk yeah. about it, but the, uh, the comments are mostly. Was it in Australia the incident? Yes. Okay, so yeah. when you the, that video went back to Australia mm-hmm. and they presented it in a way where you they don't they don't know you they don't know your humor yeah and people they, it looks like I'm laughing at her which I am right but, but you're you're laughing at a story you're being an entertainer you're on a podcast the greatest angle of, you know we do these I've been doing this for twenty years. We get news stories that are stupid all the time. Mm-hmm. To see that angle, that's a pro's pro when it comes to doing podcasts and talking on a microphone. That was the best angle you could come at it with yeah. that story. Like that was hilarious. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I don't want people to die getting hit by roller coasters, but no. when you think about it, that was weird. Mm-hmm. And then the phone. What did she say about the phone? Because she was she go did she go get her phone? Yeah, Is that what it was, was? She was going to get her phone. Yeah. You realize, you know that? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's like at a certain point, something happens to somebody you never met. They're just sort of like an NPC in mm-hmm. your world. And they're not, of course, to their family and friends. They're a person. But like, yeah, if I get hit by a train on my way home, that's a, I would hope you guys would be a little bit upset about that. But I don't yeah. expect somebody in India to not make a joke about it. Getting, first, hit, getting hit by a train versus getting hit by a roller coaster <laughs> are two very different things. Yeah. I mean, both yeah. are bad. But a uh, roller coaster is so it's it's absurd. He yeah. does have a laugh point. It's absurd because right. you know on a roller coaster there's never a, a, a ding 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 ding, and then the guy says yeah. you can walk across. No like, crosswalks. There's never one on a roller coaster, and you crossed it. Right. Train, you know. Yeah. It's usually you- and you get a big line. You see it coming. Roller coasters, like you cross a roller coaster track. 
when roll when it's open the place is open you are really dumb like it's, really dumb it's or typically just, impossible it's yeah. amazing they're typically pretty good about making it so you can't walk across yeah roller it doesn't, and it doesn't be, happen often you should <laughs> yeah. be well, for a reason yeah. yeah at least agile yeah you know like if 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 uh like Dwayne wade dropped his phone i'm okay with him getting it because mm-hmm. i believe that if he's like wait i hear a rattling bing and he jumps out of the way or at least feels like now's the time to get off he's gonna the track. weigh his options i gotta think Dwayne Wade would time it better right. yeah you know that's what i'm saying look to the left before yeah. you run you know where it's coming from <laughs> yeah, there's only one side you need to worry about yeah. what do you make of i'd be curious to hear your impression of this what do you make of the people let's say you got however many tweets from people that are like you should burn in hell that's not something that's funny to joke about again to the people who are actually intimately involved in that story they've got every right to be offended but i always compare it to i used to have a cat and me and my buddy would play ping pong, and the cat would just hang out by the door. And he would just be there for hours. We'd forget he was there, but every now and again, the ball would go past, and you'd see this little pot go, ah, ah, ah. Like, there's people who just follow their social media knowing that when somebody presses the button, I'm supposed to react. And in the same way that there's like a, a, a laughter sign on a sit, for a sitcom audience, somebody's supposed to get offended because that's Katie. offensive. But I don't believe they're actually offended. I don't actually believe that 99% of them are actually like, oh, no, like, I'm gonna, it's gonna take me a minute to bounce back from this. That really hurts my feelings. It's just this, like, automatic response. I mean, offended doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It, like, I, uh, w- Willie Nelson used to say, if I hurt your feelings, then I'm sorry. But if I made you mad, then fuck you. And I think a lot of these people making these comments are, are mad that someone is laughing at it. They're not mad at me for making a joke. They're mad that people are reacting and liking it, so liking the story, and so mm-hmm. they get upset at that and they attack me that way. But I find that all negative comments and all positive comments really are the same, that it gets boring. In the beginning of your career, like th- these things will affect you, but later on you're just like, oh, like I don't even read them anymore. Huh. I'm like, I, this, this is so boring to me. Everyone who's mad is mad in the same way. And well, you it, it might be, matter. I feel like you're definitely more put together so that makes it like yeah, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like you have more consistent mood than I do. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a up and down kind of person, and on a bad day, when they do that, I it bums me out. I'm like, man, really, I'm not trying to bum you out. Like it'd be different if I was like, that's my thing. Yeah, I'm pretty even. But it is getting. I will say it is getting. I've heard such bad stuff that now it is getting easier. Like. Uh, somebody got mad at me because I told a story on Ryan Sickler's show that Honeydew about a friend of mine that he fists people and he got he put a rubber baby in his friend and it got stuck and they had to go to hospital and he told me the story I wasn't there yeah and I was like this is it was blowing my mind I didn't know anybody did that it was freaking me out I felt like it was most people didn't know that either and it'd be a crazy story to tell and some lady was so mad at me for telling the story and I was just I really was trying to understand what I did what was she mad about that I have children and I can laugh about a rubber baby and I didn't get it but I Katie explained to me that maybe they saw it as it's a child that they're putting in someone's butt but to me it's a rubber it's rubber it's it's not rubber yeah that's what I so I didn't it's a I Katie's well, angle well, well, wait, made the, the, a little the, the, bit of sense. It made me not think that lady was that as crazy as I originally thought. Because Katie was like, right. what if she's thinking about, like, you think it's funny to put children in, in men's butts? And I'm like, well, I, I didn't look at it like and that. And that, that's the question. Is <laughs> that's ultimate, still pretty funny. Ultimately, <laughs> that's also pretty funny. <laughs> but I would want to know if my <laughs> wife, if I went home tonight and she said, look at this thing. It just came from Amazon. It's the perfect uh, rubber baby to put in my ass. I would want to know, honey, is it just the perfect shape for your ass, but and it just happens to be a baby, or is there something about it being a baby that you find particularly erotic? Because I'm okay with the first one, but we're going to have to have a longer conversation about the second scenario. I mean, but the, all these things, like Fair. if you were like, I want to yeah. put a rubber baby up your ass, I'm going to have questions, Oh yeah, but I'm not going to get mad. You know, that's people getting mad. I'm just like, I don't understand. And if you ignore it, they go away. But if it's too professional fisters mm. con- c- having a conversation about a rubber baby well they already they, these guys are uh butt athletes like they have a an app i think the term is athletes <laughs> right <laughs> that's what they prefer dot uh, dot 
fist.org, I think of what there's like a fisting website where you have like your a resume on how good you are and how uh like your your bathroom is and stuff cleaning, you know, like like all a that. LinkedIn? Yeah. Yeah, about wow. how great of a fist you have like ratings on how great of a fister you are. Mm. And then they're like, you know, like skateboarders where you you know, you're pushing the limits. And you know, they're doing the one two, one twos and all that stuff and then they got rubber feet and rubber and I think that's just like human nature. It's like, what else can we put up there? And it's like yeah. a rubber baby, you know? Makes Sorry. all the sense in the world. But yeah, I don't I don't advocate babies being put in anybody. Just to, for the record. I mean, they came out of somebody. Like, I, it's just, you know. Jason Ellis, Jason Ellis Show. Today I'm going to talk about something that I literally take every day, and that's AG1, baby. Pop quiz, hot shot. What's the best thing you can do for your whole entire life in one minute a day? You can put a scoop of AG1 in a glass of water. You're good. Thank you. 75 I'm vitamins, smart. minerals. It's going to boost your gut health. Yeah, it's, it's good for your guts. It's good for your skin. It's yeah. good for your fingernails. Yeah, yeah. It's good for your hair. It might be good it. for your scrotum, for all you know. It is good for your scrotes, and that's why you've got to go check it out. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic yeah. Greens is giving you a I'm free. sick of hard supplements, Michael. I work is there too an hard. Way? I need a supplement that works hard for me. Right. That's right. Yeah. Get down there. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. Just use our code. AthleticGreens.com slash J-E-S. What? athleticgreens.com slash J-E-S Now back to the show, baby. Yeah, be smart. <laughs> I was just thinking more about the guy that got it stuck in there and when you realize that it's stuck in there and you've got to go to the hospital, that was the bit that I was, I was like, could you imagine that? Because I, I can't and it would be very scary. I'd be very scared. I always love it. I love talking, like hearing about like ER doctors talking about the people coming with things up their ass, and like yeah. they have a story. I, it's always like I fell on something. It's, yeah. I don't know what it is, and then yeah. it's like a big rubber baby. That I like the idea of coming in and just being like, I was fisting, yeah. got something stuck up there. Like, can you get it out? If I've learned anything from this line of work, it's that you got to own it. Mm -hmm. It's only weird if you make it weird because they've yeah. seen this before, yeah. and you're just the most interesting thing that's happening that night at work. They'd rather deal with you than the guy who got shot. Mm -hmm. For sure. At least you, yours was a you know a, an injury of passion. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> rubber babies, kind of. Uh, did you see Mattel unveiled its first Down syndrome Barbie? I did see that actually. That's uh, that's if so. If you're a Down syndrome yeah. p baby or a person, and you want, it's yeah. like having a a a black Barbie, right? For sure. Right. You right, can relate right, right. to it more. It's you. Yeah. Yeah, but it like, doesn't look that much different than a regular Barbie. Yeah, like, I can't even the, tell. Like, if you have Down syndrome, are you like, oh, that's that's me? Do you relate to that? Or I is agree. it just the well, same? Do, do, I think it looks kind of looks like, kind of looks like Denise Richards. Did you ever mm -hmm. relate to Ken, Anthony? Relate to him? Yes. No. Yeah, me neither. I'm just saying no. he's, a, he's supposed to be us, right? I mean, uh, he was never me, but he was, I mean, as close as we're going to get in the world of Barbie. Right, sure. that's what I mean. Like, yeah. who's closer to us in the Barbie world? When I was in high school, I worked at a KB toy store for a uh, for a Christmas season, and we were there like all day long. It's like people like swarming the mall to get in, and like the the big uh, it was like when Tickle Me Elmo was the big yeah, was the yeah. big toy that year. Yeah. Everyone's coming in, and no matter what, I would lose my mind because I was so tired, and people customers were so crazy that no matter what anyone asked me for in the store, I would walk them over to Cool Shave and Ken. It was a Ken doll that had a beard, and if you wet a razor, it was like a razor that came with it, and ran it on its face, the beard would disappear. That is sick. And I would just point to Cool Shaving Ken and then yeah. walk away. Yeah. And no one ever was like, um, they were just like, what I want. all right, you're, you're, right. you're weird. That is no way. That's the greatest toy that money can buy. But did you ever successfully sell a Cool Shaving Ken? I never saw anyone buy one. Yeah. But the, that Cool, cool Shaving Ken, and they were uh, Christmas Barbie was a thing. I think it's still a thing every year. Right. Should you have a beard people on? Want, no, no beard, but it's like a different dress, like a big Christmas gown. Yeah. And they would come in a box of, there would be a dozen in a box. And there would be 10 white ones and then two African-American Christmas Barbies. 
and I lived in a very white area of Pittsburgh and people would call from like hundreds of miles away looking for Christmas Barbie and we just had this giant stack of African-American Christmas Barbies black Christmas Barbies and we would just fuck with them and we'd be like yeah we've got Christmas Barbie and like you do you have it and we'd be like yeah we got a bunch of them like can I reserve it and we're like no no need just come on in and they would come all the way hours later walk in and be like where is it and be like right there and the girl who worked the counter at the register was black and they'd be like uh um and the black girl would go what's wrong with that one and they would always say the same thing they'd go they go, my daughter already has that one. And they oh, wow, rejected. But I loved it. I loved it. Those are my two Barbie stories. I'm yeah. out, guys. I'm Those good. are good Barbie stories. Okay. I don't have a good it's, Barbie story. Oh, I got a Barbie story. I got a shrimp on a Barbie tattooed on my leg because we had the worst tattoo contest. Mm-hmm. And my friend Moto, dude, never tattooed before. And he tattooed a Barbie with a shrimp on the back trying to bone her. So it's a shrimp on a Barbie. Got it. And then I, thank you, just making sure. And then <laughs> I went to uh, the Outback Steakhouse with shorts on and I pulled it up and I was like, I want a free uh, shrimp on a barbie. And he was like, why? And I was like, because of that. And he was like, what is that? And I was like, it's a shrimp on a barbie. And he laughed and then uh, he didn't say that he was going to give it to me. And then when uh, we got the check, they took the shrimp off, the barbie off. So I get free shrimps on the barbie because of this tattoo. So you should, as you should. I will never, uh, I will never die of starvation, as long as Outback Steak Steakhouse stays. In yeah, business. I don't think they're going anywhere. You think? I don't think. I hope so, because so, that's a it's tough these days. No, America. I see fewer and fewer Outback Steakhouses. I was at, a, I was doing a comedy club in West Nyack, and I walked in and I saw the sign for Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. And I'm like, I can eat this all three nights I'm here. Like I'm gonna, I gotta find something around here. And I was so excited. I love Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. And like, oh, it's been closed. They closed the independent. See, they're taking yeah. it away from us, you guys. Were you ra- were you raised on that? Did you have an Outback? There was one like my in high school. There was one that opened up like down the street that uh-huh. I was, and I, I just love steak. And Outback was affordable. I was I was into it. Right, because usually that's the way that goes with like the more budget steak. Like I I'll, I like introduced my son to Sizzler, mm-hmm. like a, a actual manly rite of passage. Yeah. Like, look at it, son. You ever see a salad bar with tacos? Yeah. You know, but it's horrible yeah i do oh, know i do know that yeah i like a better steakhouse but if i see an outback i get excited yeah yeah, so. exactly i get that ricky carmichael ate outback steakhouse before races mm. and he is the like the winningest supercross rider of all time i might be wrong but right he won a lot yeah and, and he um, thanks outback steakhouse for that when michael jordan would eat at his michael jordan 12 ounce steak yeah before yeah. every every game like potatoes and shit like I, you would you could never imagine somebody told me that a 12 ounce steak and two ginger ales and a salad so i started eating that before skateboard contests mm-hmm. and uh it doesn't work for skateboard contests it makes you no. feel real heavy and then you need to take a poopy yeah. yeah and that was like i think two contests before i was like you know what right this isn't working yeah. Imagine how much greater, as great as he was, Michael Jordan could have been. I know. If he hadn't yeah. eaten all that crap. I, I read a thing where NBA players, every NBA team has a peanut butter and jelly bar in their locker room. Oh, yeah. Every, because it's a, it, they said it's the perfect pregame uh, meal. It, you get you like white bread. It easily the, the carbs digest easily. You get the peanut butter, the protein, the sugar from the jelly. Fuel. They have all different kinds of, of peanut butter and all kinds of different kinds of jelly. And I was like, okay. So in my green room, on my rider, it's just like non-alcoholic beer water and peanut stuff to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches do you actually use them almost never right. if i if i'm like hungry and i don't have time to eat something I, most of the things on my rider are like just in case you know like if, just in case i come in and i'm like i haven't eaten all day and i'm tired like what can what do i have there that will get me up but yeah i don't eat them often coffee in the it, morning i i'm not a pre-show coffee guy but okay. like in the morning i i drink a lot of coffee did you used to drink or something yeah, I mean, I've been sober now uh, a year, like a year this week, actually. Oh, okay. But I was, uh, yeah, yeah. I, after the pandemic, I was just like, you know what? I'm, I was doing it too much. You know, I wasn't like getting wasted all the time, but I was always getting a six pack on the way home from the comedy store. I would have two beers there. I never want to be drunk on stage. On the way home, I would stop and get it. And I just got sloppy. I just didn't feel good. Yeah. When you get older, I feel like drinking makes yes. it. You feel so much worse the next day. Mm-hmm. Like, just it's like hard to do whatever you were doing yeah all the stuff yeah turns out it may have just been a great big waste of time that whole time who knew yeah i, I kind of needed to get through you know the boredom and i would always drink like it's like the being in the green room for an hour before the set it's like i'm bored i, I need know, something right. and the non-alcoholic beer has been great <laughs> with just filling that 
Fill in that void. I don't miss it. Mine's Shirley Temple because mm. it seems like a drink. Yeah. And it's got sugar in it, so it's still fun. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm, I don't know why, but it's just easier to tolerate because mm-hmm. it's such a drinking world. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has a couple beers. It would, it sounds like a good idea to have a couple beers before the show, not to like, get drunk and like forget my set just like to feel a little looser and more confident like that's what alcohol does mm-hmm. so it does seem tempting but i think the lucky i got lucky where i just i can't drink if i drink it'll kill me yeah so it makes it really easy not to do it because mm-hmm. i still want to be here yeah so it's like it's a pretty easy one to to add up but it doesn't mean that i from time to time like uh less nervous these days but sometimes in the, in the beginning because of having a radio show and knowing some people like i got to do like i did a show with whitney cummings and it was like the fourth time i'd ever done my set from start to finish and it was 1300 people mm-hmm. and it was so nerve-wracking like I, a beer would have been great that See, day i feel like the bigger the audience the less nervous i am because it, it just seems what? easier when it's like eight people i'm like oh fuck like you don't get the same laughs you don't get the same reaction that I'm like, okay, this is, I, I would, I, I prefer a bigger audience. Because it's more guaranteed to laugh, you right? Yeah, it's just more, more of a, some, like, no, I need noise coming back at me. Yeah. Even if eight people are loving it, it's not the same as like 2,000 people being indifferent. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I get that. Yeah, I, I, I remember, was it Tom Segura told me that he gets nervous in little places. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what about the big state? He's like, yeah, stadium, just, I know I got it. I'm like, oh, I don't get that but okay yeah yeah i've heard that enough times i'll have to take your guys's word for it <laughs> do you guys see the rapper guy i've never heard of him but apparently he's a pretty big deal who uh masturbated in first class designer three, three times yeah three times <laughs> yeah in his defense it was a very long flight from, wait he came back from japan that's right what was he i think he was going to minneapolis or something he wasn't going to like new york or la uh but he blamed it on he didn't get any pussy in japan right and he jerked off to a flight attendant. I didn't know it was three times, though. Wait, he jerked they off. Him, they told him to stop, and then they caught him again. To somebody. I don't know if he finished. But he had his dick out oh, yeah. while he was looking at a flight attendant. He was spotted masturbating three times on, you were exactly right, Anthony, a Minneapolis-bound flight from Tokyo. Yeah. If only some Japanese women had been willing to put out. Couldn't you just this all to, could have been avoided. Couldn't you just go to the bathroom? I mean, we've all, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the vibrations on a plane, you got to do it. I used to straddle the it's toilet inevitable. seat. That's kind of dirty, right? <laughs> used to what? what? Yeah. Like I would straddle, like face the toilet and like the, so the bowl would like touch the side of my, in, in my groin kind of, and would help finish it. You just made jerking off in an airplane bathroom weird. Yeah. Did I? You're on your own there. <laughs> Man. He's blaming it on his statement, designer statement. Mental health is real, guys. Is that what he said? Yeah. So he's saying he's insane. Yeah. Does that get you off? No. Right. No. It's probably a, a federal crime to yeah. masturbate in first class, right? That's what I was like, and at a person. That's is that sexual yeah. assault? I'm sure you could take it wherever, you know, as far as you want to take it if you want to throw the book at the guy. Eh. Ask for a blanket, you animal. Who is he? Designer. designer is that is he remember that? that song panda it was like kanye sampled it it was like a big song mm. years ago yeah were they dressed stupid in the video i don't know i never saw the video it says like does i got he, broads in atlanta does he have panda, tattoos panda. on his face panda 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 they say that <laughs> yeah why do they always do that if, if you played it right now you would know you would recognize it we're not allowed to it's not a great song no, I don't think anything that people do these days is great. It seems like at a certain point they just realize that the idea, like a song's popular if it gets caught in your head, so you just really need an ear. That's like more mm-hmm. than, so. It's like da, da, basically da, 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 what, what McDonald's ringtones. got a catchy thing too. Like, do they need a hit? Do you give them a like? Are we yeah. going to their concert? And now it's like the biggest thing you can do is like get go viral on TikTok, and that's like that makes your song like that Fleetwood Mac song. Right. It's been around for like 50 years and all of a sudden it's like in one guy's TikTok. Yeah. They play oh, yeah. 10 seconds of it and it becomes the biggest song in the world for two weeks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And well, Ocean Spray becomes like topples mm-hmm. Coca-Cola. But that yeah. was a, that was a, the difference was that's a good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it's, a, it's, a, it's an old song, but it's still good. You know, what I don't like Harry Styles. You know, I couldn't tell you a single one of his songs. Me neither, but I'm sick of people bringing up like how handsome he is. I don't reckon he's handsome. 
I reckon he sucks. I reckon he's weak. He's like a weak dude. He's a good looking dude. He looks weak. And if that's what you're into, then when you just kiss a girl, ladies. Yeah. Wow, that was yeah. like gay bashing almost. That was weird. Being a gay guy who kiss a guy, but I just feel like you got girls can do better. I blame women for thinking that he's the best and and i don't like it when you're really cute and you get tattoos you're not tough you probably got numb you got you use numbing cream guaranteed which means you're not one of us so don't act like you are he's not one of us ladies you don't want to i mean if that's what you're into then great but just know that the rest of the world if we all become harry styles nobody's who's going to change your tire donald trump i just want to sound like uh Kelly uh, Osborne. Kelly Osborne. Yeah. So you, you <laughs> thank just, you, Katie. You don't hate Harry Styles. You just don't want everyone to be Harry Styles. Yeah. That's your nightmare. Yeah. All right. I think you're safe. Except, actually, if everybody became Harry Styles, I would be the toughest man in the world. That's true. And then I could like go in strongman contests. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to win those. It would change your whole life, right? If everyone was Harry Styles, <laughs> a, lot, be, a lot of things would change. You know, <laughs> think about it. It'd be me and Magnus Magnuson competing for <laughs> greatness. Yeah, you'd be a strong second every right? time. Out. Every time, I'll take a second. Island. It's still you're traveling the world, lifting the bowl, the boulder oh, thing. It's a great life. Like I, I can't really get it off the ground, but I get second. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like hell yeah, I'll be back next week. To, I'll get that thing off the ground sooner or later. Sounds like utopia. Yeah, yeah, I'll be. Speaking of tough guys, if that's what you're looking for, when when pop stars were real men, you've no doubt seen the the uh, fight video with Crazy Town. No, what? Really? Wait, you familiar with Come Come My Lady? Butterfly. There we go. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's nobody says it like it's that. a hit. Yeah, it was a, big, it was a big hit. <laughs> Crazy he, the, guy, the guy from Cra- the lead singer of Crazy Town was my first celebrity sighting in LA when I moved here. Wow, you made I it. I saw him in Westwood, and my friend was like, "That's the guy from Crazy Town." It was, that song was huge at the time. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Well, this is, this is my first celebrity sighting. It's yeah. kind of a letdown." It is a bummer. You know, I can't yeah. tell this story. I interviewed him on Sirius XM, and I don't like him, so I had my co-host pretend that he was me, mm-hmm. and then I went in the parking lot and called in from the car and told him that he sucks and. <laughs> That he does things to kids. I just said as many mean things as I possibly could. And the guy that was pretending to be me is like a five foot four little frail guy with like curly hair and stuff. And he just went for it. Kept on claiming he was a professional skateboarder and MMA fighter and stuff. (laughs) Shifty, look, you don't have to be a genius to be a world-class musical talent. And Mm -hmm. it's possible that Shifty wasn't the absolute brightest pop star that we've ever seen right it may, may have been a drug guy as it's well it's also yeah this is possible he does claim to have some you mean uh, when he was on celebrity rehab smoking crack he was yeah, he smoking might have crack. possibly, he might have possibly dabbled with drugs yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is actually kind of brutal because i guess they're one of those like rap is this box. recent oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. There's like two vocalists and <laughs> vocalists. I think sometimes maybe Shifty can't show up. So the other guy does everybody's part. Like they're just yeah. limping along, taking the checks that they can get. And when the video starts rolling, Shifty's already punching the other dude. So you're inclined to think that the other dude is just the victim who's been putting up with the dick lead singer. But they both seem. Wait, it's this band on band fight. Band on band uh-huh. fight. They both seem fairly vile by the end of the. But yeah, check it out. I don't have it. Hey, where's my tool? Who has it? Who has it? Who has it? Who has it? I don't have it. It's a kick in the butt. You're getting my money, you're never gonna fuck. You're gonna steal my money? Shifty is claiming this guy stole his part of the advance. Yeah. You robbed me, I asked you 20 times, I said. And then you put your hands on me? I don't have the fucking money, you bitch. You fucking grab me. Who's filming? I don't want to fight with you. The drummer? I said, I want to give you your money and leave. Wait, are they going to shake it out? Dude. It's a couple of minutes. He said, I love you. It's a saga. He said, I love you. They have complicated emotions. Oh, wait. Wait, are they going to go again? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That guy's bleeding. Oh, yeah, yeah. He got he, he got bashed up pretty good. Oh, yeah. Man, the guy, he the just, guy by the got, way, other vocalist just said, I'm going to take your kids and slit their throats. Oh, he said that? Yes, he did. Oh, you should punch him in the face. Again? Yeah. He really said that? Yeah, more than once. Come on, Shifty. I've been boxing my whole life. I'll fuck you up. Yeah, he's right. I'll show up at 3.13 in the morning. 
Man, everybody's on drugs. Yeah, there may be no good guys in the crazy town camp. I do like the guy just sitting there. I showed up for you. Well, it's like when people aren't getting in the middle, it's like this is not the first time there's been dissension in Crazy Town. You collected my fucking guarantee! Check this out. Yes, you did. He just said Put it up. Who gave it to me? He said he gave it to me. Oh! Nice! Yeah. You hit me too I'm gonna kill your kids. Yeah. Who says that? I do. Oh, here we go. Serious kids. Stop. I want my money. I love you. I want my money. I love you. Yeah. yeah you, 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 you get the idea. All right. But yeah, unfortunately, the other guy is terrible. Take down. Come here, Chris. You gave Wow. Yeah. He, how I, I thought I was he, having a bad day for the other day. But, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, as he, bad as crazy time. How yeah. he directed Shifty's attention over and took that opportunity to punch him. It was a wily. That was Shifty. It's a wily band fight. Yeah. So the lead, <laughs> the guy we all know and love as the lead singer of Crazy Town was the guy who was bloody and threw the sucker nah. punch at the end or the other guy? The other guy. Okay. Okay. You know, I guess you got to be pretty tough to be the lead singer of Crazy Town and mm -hmm. not the second lead singer of Crazy Town. <laughs> right. That's yeah. So the I mean, really, the star is the the shitty shellcock guy. He's the guy, mm -hmm. so he should be the stronger guy because they do they do come across pretty hard, and their <laughs> and their main guy is like you got to get through him to get to the rest of the guys, you know. As it should be. Yeah, and he's been boxing his whole life. I don't know if you call that, but yeah, that's why. He and the other guy, the him. sucker punch guy, subsequently posted a quick video we don't need to watch. But yeah, it's just, you know, it's all love. It's just, you know, hey, man, I love that guy. And, you know, I mean, I was right. stealing his money, and, I, and <laughs> I, I still am pretty committed to killing his children. But yes, we will continue to travel and, and rock and roll. And when did this video drop? Uh, yesterday, <laughs> yeah. maybe. As we as we tape this, obviously, it'll be a little bit more old news by the time people see this. And this came in the wake of some other thing that made uh, a, a more minor ripple, I think, just a few days before that, where Shifty's on stage and he's uh, interrupting songs and yelling at an engineer about how he can't hear himself in the mix. Because otherwise, he's a terrific singer, obviously. Do you guys have, like, a Google alert for Crazy Town? Or what? <laughs> like, why are, you, why are you so knowledgeable about Crazy Town? I'm not the president of the fan club anymore. Yeah. But I do have my ear to the crazy town yeah we've always train. known that there's gold in that band <laughs> yeah just gonna stay stay paying attention to them and everything will be okay i i guess i i you're right i i don't even you do know a lot well i don't i no longer question because it's been going on for over a decade that when something happens involving crazy town i will get 15 dms about it it's like florida there's a lot of people who are fought, have been following the show for a long time who know that if anybody's gonna care we care now that was like front and center homepage of TMZ. Everybody's People talking about are, it. Crazy Town is arguably back. Good news. <laughs> <laughs> it is, right? Now's the time for them to drop a sick single. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm just not sure if they have it. No. And it, what do they what does Crazy Town do? Like they don't tour just Crazy Town. But yeah. I could see them being on like a lineup with other bands yeah. from that time period. From well, like early think, yeah, because it's all you, you cool to do that. You new metal in the background there. Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. was a pack. We, I feel we like did a show. We went on, we were in a what? ridiculous comedy metal band and we were actually on the same label as them, him for a quick second. Oh, uh, yeah. And we did a- We were on the Billboard charts. True. Really? Yeah. And we did a- We had a song called Rabies Babies and we made it like a hit. Yeah. yeah. Rabies that, Babies, not Scabies Babies. No, nah, Rabies Babies. It's about babies that have rabies. Sure. Yeah. But no teeth, so they can't pass the rabies That's on. That's one of the lyrics. They got no teeth, but they. What is it? I don't know. I no. see why it was a hit. Yeah, yeah. It, it was irresistible. Yeah. <laughs> it was the only G rated. It was the only G rated song we had on the whole album. It was Rabies Babies. Every other song was so disgusting that. Yeah. But it, it, it's on the Billboard charts. What was the name of the band? Death, Death, Die. At first, it was Tony Hawk's Taint Stick, and then the band got big, and Tony Hawk's manager was like. You can do whatever you want, but I'm just saying he sells stuff at Target. And I was like, I'll just call it Taint Stick. And they were like, that's cool. And then Taint Stick, we had a record deal with the same people with Shifty. And then we realized that we're not going on the road ever. We have a radio show five days a week. 
and we're not making any money the record label is so we quit and made our own record label and changed the name to death death die it made this big story up how we broke up and you know for musical differences and then started the band with everybody still in it and then we had three albums yes all told yeah and they like they made money like we were getting we were getting like twenty thousand dollar checks and pretty I, wild. I was like wow. what yeah and it just kept you know we got the plot billboard plaque and at one point north american metal we were one to like 14 so like the wow. whole album swooped every like just pushed everybody off the list I'm sure you heard of us. Yeah, yeah it's great been, news, guys. We yeah, I'm surprised you haven't. <laughs> I'm, really, yeah. I'm really excited. I thought that's why you were here, because <laughs> you were wanted to finally meet that part of Death, Death, Die. But okay, I guess it's not. Must be because of my comedy, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, you saw me. <laughs> this is uh, the second such story uh, I've seen very, very recently. Yet another person befriends a doppelganger so that they can murder said doppelganger the frame them lady? for the cheesecake lady yeah we talked about this on my podcast I love you and i stuff. must get dms from the same guy mm -hmm. what happened she had a friend who looked a lot like her so she poisoned in like rasputin fashion her friend and then sprinkled some pills on top of her to make it look like the friend had committed suicide took her uh, identification documents and tried to basically assume her life. Oh, wow. In part because... What's that single white female? She's wanted for murder in Russia. Yeah. 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 Murdering somebody in Russia is pretty tough. It's a misdemeanor, I believe. No, but I'm saying you're back here after you murdered someone in Russia. Yeah. Because murdering in Russia, I just feel like if I murder here and I get caught... Versus I get caught there. I'd rather be in jail here. Is that weird? No. For murder? No. I think you'd, a Russian jail doesn't sound... I just don't want to be good. cold. I'm okay. Well, I'm not okay with being in prison for the rest of my life, but it's got to be... I don't want to be cold for the rest of my life. And I feel like they make you work in Russia. They put you to work. You're that breaking might be all right. That might be better. Really? So yeah. Just stay warm? Yeah. Swing, and, that, swing and, the pick? And active. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, I read there's some famous diaries of people who were in like the gulags under Stalin and stuff, and they in, uniformly said the work was actually the best part of the day because uh, you had something to do and you were warm. What yeah. was the movie uh, Eastern Promises? Right. Where it's like they got to look at your tattoos to see like he was like you were in prison and if you have no tattoos on your knees, it means no one like you, you weren't someone's bitch. But if you had tattoos on your knee, any forced tattoos, it was, it was like you could tell everything about someone by seeing their tattoos after they were in prison in Russia. Yeah. It made it sound pretty goddamn terrifying. Yeah. yeah. That having been said, is there a particular place that comes to mind where you would like to, like you would obviously not welcome going to prison, but it seems like they're all, it's it's the why Any Scandinavian no. country. Any Scandinavian country where it's like. Oh, yeah, he's right. They're like nice to you. Yeah. You they want like, to rehabilitate you. They're not just punishing you. You get to eat at Ikea every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Swedish meatballs. It's like nice food, nice accommodations, mm -hmm. like a nice clean room. Looks like an Apple store. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it probably does just look like, you know, they, they always have that thing at Ikea that's like if you're. And you for sure. If you get, live in a closet and you have $1,600, you can have this room. Yeah. That's you for sure get yourself. outdoor time too. They Very probably let you go fishing well. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think you get to go home. Like it's it sounds really <laughs> yeah. it sounds really chill. Yeah, I heard it's pretty good there. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, it would be hard at first because we're Americanized and you know I don't have all the information and they probably take TikTok away from me, but it would probably make me appreciate my life more because I would be like, you know what, these mountains are really magical. Hmm. Let me you know let me uh, go to IKEA grab some lunch. You on TikTok, Anthony? I am. I mean, I'm. I have a TikTok, but mm -hmm. I'm not. I never like. It, they just cut up my specials, yeah. and podcast clips. But you don't personally it scroll it. No, I don't. I, I I do sometimes, but it's all my. If you, my TikTok is all like dog videos, mm -hmm. a lot of dog videos, and and ways to open up your hips. Ah, uh, hip flexor. Yeah, yeah. You know about that then? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Those are good. Those yeah, my TikTok's hard. boring. But that's good. Yeah, I don't mind. I'm not yeah. on it very often. Hip flexibility is. Mine's well, pretty exciting. It's important. Who needs drinking older. when you've got hip flexibility, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Exactly. That's what I always say. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're ever stressed and you want to drink, just flex your hips for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you'll be like, why did I even want to drink? I almost broke down a couple of weeks ago. I was coming back. I'd, I flew from Rochester at like five in the morning, Rochester to Philadelphia, and then Philadelphia back to LA. And when I got to, when I got to Philly, my, I got delayed getting into Philly, and I missed my connection. 
And then I had to wait 12 hours in the Philadelphia airport, just sitting there waiting for my next available flight that I could get on. And I was like, if I was, if I was still drinking, this would be the time. Yeah. This would be the time to fucking just go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Those were good times Mm -hmm. because yeah, traveling does suck more now. Oh yeah. Um, Drinking on flights was so fun. Yep. Agreed. On the way home, especially it's like a Sunday, you're coming back. Yep. It's all free. You're sitting down. I loved it. Yeah, I, mean, I truly, I truly love that. But that's so much worse for you because you're getting dehydrated, double time. Oh yeah, worse, even worse hangover. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to drink a lot when I'd go back to Australia. I'd do my year, and then I'd fly home, and you know, have like uh, I had a lot of miles from traveling from skateboarding, so I'd be in business class, and and they, you know, give me all the wine and all the beer and all the champagne, and I'd drink it all, pass out, wake up in the morning with the gnarliest hangover ever, and then. Mm-hmm get off the plane and be like what's up australia like just drink all the time while i was there if i probably wouldn't have gone back if it, like those were the that was some of the best parts of it like getting back and everyone in australia going you've been in the states for a year like what have you got and i was like i got all these you know i'd bring like all the american stuff that nobody has and everybody could dribble over it and i'd give everybody old new shoes and all that stuff yeah. i was a bit of a santa like a bogan santa claus yeah that was a good time. Was this still smoking on plane? Yeah. Wasn't that wild? I can remember even as a child being in the non-smoking section, two rows behind the smoking section. That's so funny to me. I was airplane. never on a plane where they had smoking uh, but in my life, but I can't believe. Even in restaurants, it's crazy to think that yeah. they had that. An indoor smoking section is just the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Because we're all smoking. I've done, there's a comedy club in St. Louis, the uh, St. Louis Funny Bone, I believe. That I, I think it's changed now, but it used to be you do five or six shows in the weekend and only one show was non-smoking. And when people can smoke during comedy shows in the audience, they just chain smoke. And I had to keep fighting the urge to go like this the whole time. Yeah. You can't see anything. Man. And I can't imagine, I can't even imagine uh, being a stand-up now if that was the case. Yeah. You would just smell all the time. Yeah. That's even green rooms where everybody mm-hmm. smokes is heavy. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes in the, in the comedy store, people, if there's somebody that smokes, they're in there going off. And when you leave, you're you're an ashtray. Mm-hmm. I didn't smoke, just near it. I'll kick people out of the of the green room if they're smoking. No, I have that kind of pull where I'm like, get out of here. Like I can't. Do you really? Yeah, because it just it bugs me that much. And it's like you can just walk outside. Yeah, yeah. it's not fucking raining. Yeah, just, you don't have to stand here in the in this closed space and smoke. It's yeah. LA. Yeah, it's LA. Yeah, and I mean, I, and as a former smoker, I I I. I it, smoking's better outside i don't know if you ever smoked it's, oh yeah it's better you don't want to sit there with your own secondhand smoke if no. you really think about it respect yourself smoke outside yeah it's an yeah. image thing at that point i'm like i'm not going to be a part of this get yeah. out of here no, you're absolutely yeah. right i would secretly be like hell yeah but i ain't saying shit in that room <laughs> yeah <laughs> just happy to be there yeah uh one more thing jennifer aniston divulged that pre-fame she lived in a haunted apartment or something she looks weird lately Eh, it's coming for all of us eventually. Is that what that is? If we try to... Except William Shatner. Yeah. He looks, he looks 60. He's, he's got some bloat. He's got some... Yeah, he's, he's 92. Do you see the picture of Gene Hackman recently? No. He's like in his 90s and he looks rough. Yeah. He looks like... Uh, I mean, How great did he look in Deliverance? I was going to say, yeah. he he looked was old. Was he in Deliverance? Wait, Deliverance? Oh, I'm thinking of... Uh, I've got Ru- him mixed Hoosiers? up with... No, 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 no. I'm thinking of... Uh, I mean, they both Ned Beatty. I'm thinking of Ned Beatty. Yeah. Yeah, similarly handsome man. Mm-hmm. They do have a similar a similar appeal. I'm sure they. But when do. he was 30, yeah. he looked like he was 50. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a thing that old people do. Oh wow. Oh dang. Oh dang. No, ah, really? Yeah. Dang. Wow. Yeah. It's the it's the posture. I wouldn't have, if I saw him on the street. I wouldn't yep. have recognized him. Me no, neither. He could. He would be able to walk among us if he was able to uh-huh. walk. Uh huh. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, it's coming though. Yeah, I wonder what his dick looks like. I bet it's great. You think? I bet. Yeah. (laughs) I bet he really just like he lets all this go and just focuses on keeping his dick looking good. Just like puts moisturizer in it. I guarantee he trims his pubes. I guarantee it. You think he still fucks? Get him on the phone. No, do you got his number? (laughs) Yeah, call him up. (laughs) He'd be great on the show, right? He looks like he's hasn't lost a step. (laughs) <laughs> There's a guy who looks like he could enjoy a laugh. <laughs> yeah. He'll be fine. Well, it's been great. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on the show. What's the, is it, what's your website for tour dates? If you uh, haven't seen uh, Anthony Jeselnik, you're an idiot. This is the funniest person in the true. world. 
And if he's ever in your city, you're an idiot if yeah. you don't go. Tour Full dates. blown. Tour dates now. Um, I'm doing huge theater tour in the fall, and I'll do having more dates in the spring. Uh, but uh, anthonyjustling.com. Things are selling out, so get on there and get them quick. Yeah, people are not so stupid, so don't be don't be that. Join the smart people and get a ticket, and then check out his podcast. He's very very funny, and he does stories that we do months later after him, so he can tell that it's actually a better <laughs> show. <laughs> Shit, but yeah, what's it called again? The Jesselnick and Rosenthal Vanity Project JRVP. There you go. You, as you type into the search engine, check it out. Thanks so much for being on the show. Dude. Thanks for having me. Man. Yep, you're a ledge. Yeah, See nice everybody. We'll be back next week. Go to uh, patreon.com slash Ellis mate for more shows because we do a lot of stuff. Have a good day. Don't die. <laughs>